Hello, hello. I'm Bree. I'm Dee. Welcome back to the Chocolate Bar. Our lives, our strength, our time. We are on episode 29. And this is a special episode, y'all, because by the time you hear this, we will be halfway through Black History Month. So happy Black History Month, y'all. Yes. And we will be dropping this on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day. I'm by my goddamn self day. <laughs> I got a boo day. Whatever you guys happy celebrate. Happy red and pink heart day. That's happy right. Happy candy goes on sale at yes, fifty percent off. Exactly. Day. Whatever happy works for you. Fuck all this, you know, sappy holiday shit. Whatever you celebrate. Um, happy, happy. So we are back, and uh, man, it is. It, it, it's been exciting times. I think the last few weeks or so since we last chit-chatted so why don't you catch up the people's d on your goings-ons um let's see what's been going on work as always that's nothing new um i went to yet another powerlifting meet uh the Mm -hmm. georgia we had our georgia state meet last weekend so i attended Mm -hmm. that lots of black girl magic happening all over the place there yay black girls in georgia for powerlifting little by little i am starting to see more black women coming out to these meets um it's a beautiful thing Unfortunately, I didn't get to, to see or talk to a lot of people because, and this is pretty typical of me if you know me, um, I talked, I basically parked in the completely wrong place because there were no signs <laughs> telling me where to park. So I just parked where I had parked when I went to this meet last year. Uh, thankfully, I ran into, I've mentioned her a million times on this podcast, um, Amy Sam. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we ran into each other in the parking lot. And uh, we were the only two parked there. And we were a little confused. But rather than moving our cars, we left them where they were. And we ended up on like a 10-minute hike from one side of the high school to the other. Oh, fun. Um, so we got some power lifters who cardio thing happened in there. But um Unfortunately, due to parking in East Jabib, I did have to uh, leave early. So I didn't get to say hello to a lot of people. Um, There was a, I believe it was a, I can't remember, I think it was an American record. Um, Shayna White went for an American record on the deadlift. I believe it was 511 pounds. It was either a state record or a American record. I cannot wow. remember which one, but it was pretty fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. She missed it, I think, at the last, very last second. Like, mm. as in, it slipped. I think her grip slipped at the last possible oh, second. Um, so that was really exciting. And, of course, we had some people who did their first meet. So it was just great. I did not volunteer at this one primarily because... I have had the flu or some version, not really the flu. I am a public health person. I really shouldn't be throwing the word flu around. I did not have the <laughs> flu. I did not, especially because I worked on the flu for a pretty significant part of my public health career. I actually right. just had a really shitty cold virus. Mm. Um, so I did not volunteer this time. I just went out to spectate, support people, um, scream, holler, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what else have I been up to? I... I went on a cookie baking spree for a quote unquote someone Mm. last night. Um, I'll never do that again. (laughs) Baking like I understand now. Shout out to all my friends who are moms who do shit like this all the time. I literally baked like 48 cookies last night. Oh my gosh. Shout that, out to all that's of when my your friends kid who are comes moms. at ten o'clock at night and goes, "Oh, mom, what are you ta- what are you making for me to take to the bake sale? What bake sale? 
exactly like wait what yeah no exactly that was my life last night except my bake sale was one person one very Mm. large person Uh, (laughs) so Mm, mm, that mm. was my life last night and um i don't know that i've done anything really exciting Mm -hmm. i am needing a vacation (laughs) i really need that to happen soon but Mm -hmm. will we be doing another birthday vacay getaway this year um it will totally depend on our friends at the uh in congress because Ah, yes my vacation time might be used to make sure i can get a paycheck if they keep shutting the fucking government down right 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 priorities but uh, if we manage to keep the government open, I might, it might be one of those. It might be a little bit later. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've I've mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. been dancing around it a little bit. But that's, okay, okay, yeah. That that's pretty much what I've been up to doing. I can dig it. I can dig it. You know, doing doing D things with my D friends. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. And um, you have been up to. Let's see what what have been my latest shenanigans. So let's see. Uh, work is good. It's a little crazy, but I have, like I said, a second set of hands, and she seems to be adjusting well, and it's great. Um, so that's going well. Um, let's see. Training is training. It's like I'm. I can always tell when I'm getting to the end of a training cycle because I'm just like ten sets. No, how about two? I'm I'm actually starting a new program next week and I had kind of taken a bit of a hiatus um, also known as hiding out from my coach um, just because I just my brain just was not prepared to like you know sort of follow any sort of dietary compliance at this point even though I kind of was not happy with the way things were going but I just couldn't like I just couldn't wrap my brain around it yet so I finally said okay like get your entire life together so I reached out and I'm like hey I'm not dead and you know if nothing else I'm incredibly self-aware so I'm definitely not one of those people that's like oh I don't know what's going on I don't know why my pins don't fit it's like I know exactly why they don't fit (laughs) um and so we talked a little bit about goals and sort of you know what I wanted to you know what I was thinking about doing you know whatever so I feel like I've kind of righted the ship a little bit this is like my first full week of counting macros that are a little bit reduced and you know I'm dramatic as fuck so I was at work today I'm (laughs) sorry I can't take this anymore and he's like literally I cut out five grams of carbs what are you doing um so I'm just trying to you know trying to just sort of get back into that groove and not put too much pressure on myself um so yeah my next sort of block of programming I think will is kind of going to kind of ease me into some heavier lifts and kind of get me primed and prepped and ready to get into uh meat prep hopefully sometime late this summer so we'll see how that goes i'm just trying to take it day you know one day at a time and not you know get too overly freaked out about anything so that's oh and then one of the things too i think that was really getting me down was just like the the gym that i train at was just it's just a lot mm-hmm. and it was really interesting because you know i'm and i'm usually not one to be like oh my god new year's resolutions this is terrible i hate when people come to the gym like you know I'm, I'm definitely not that kind of person but it just was really weird because like it didn't necessarily seem like it was super crowded in the gym but like the parking lot was outrageous um whereas the you know i i train like you at the butt crack of dawn so there's usually not that many cars but like the last couple of times like if i have to 
drive more than like two aisles to park i get super pissed <laughs> and so i know i'm such a special snowflake um i was just getting really discouraged and frustrated because i was like fuck i just want to go in and train i don't want to talk to anybody you know and it's having to wait for stuff like it just got to be a lot and i was just starting to feel like i really need to change the scenery so I started going to um, a different gym that is a little bit more like kind of grimy, like powerlifting ish. You know, there are some bodybuilders that work out there too, but like at different times. And so I drove up the first day, they open at 5 a.m. and I drove for the first day and there was literally two people in the gym and I just fell to my knees like, oh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, what it what it lacks in sort of pretty equipment and fancy schmancy stuff it makes up for in just like peace of mind. So I think sometimes you just need to change the scenery and to kind of, you know, um, shake things up. So I anticipate that I'll be there for a while. And I still go to the other gym, my other gym on Saturdays, because on Saturdays, this one becomes like bodybuilding central. And I just, you know, I'm just not about that life right now. So, um, that's been going well. Uh, let's see what else has been happening. Girl, just living life, trying to manage these two, you know, uh, big old men, boys I live with. My son just turned 14. You know, I just, I just, uh, I can't, I can't because he was definitely a child when you and I met. Yes. And every time you post a picture of him, he's bigger and taller. He is 14. And he's starting to have like yes, like a grown up voice and insane. I don't like it. (laughs) Listen, I don't approve either. His internet auntie doesn't like it. Yeah, put him in a box and make him a child, please. (laughs) So that's been crazy. We've been, you know, kind of transitioning into the whole high school thing and picking classes. Like it's a lot. He's going to high school. I can't. I can't. I can't. School sis. I can't. So that's been a little um, interesting for me. Um, And then Hubs, um, let's see what's going on. Like he, so he's been having issues with his knees, as you know. And so he had some new sort of experimental procedure done um, a couple of weeks ago where um, they inject something into your knee with a very large needle i sort of blacked out after i saw the needle, so i don't know what the hell it was it could be you know i think it's some sort of stem cell did he have the slash... stem cell and the stem cell and gel gel injection yes, where yes. it fills in the cartilage yes, area where yes, he should yes, be yes i have a yes. friend who had that done recently and has had yeah. really great results so. yeah you know and he was we were a little concerned beforehand because you know his doctor who's amazing has done like ninety thousand of these was like you know it's one of those things that when it works well it works really well and when it doesn't it doesn't and it's like a 50 50 shot right and so you know he, we were kind of like ah. but you know the reality is it was either that or sort of go straight to knee replacement yeah. and, you know it, it just it, it's just that's just not ideal right now just given his age because that means that if he were to get one now he would need another one when he was like 65 and or 70 and who the hell wants to go through that at that point so hopefully even if this gives him like buys him a couple of years um you know it'll be worth it but he and interestingly enough he started feeling almost immediate relief so um i would say that uh so far it's been a success so we're just kind of watching and, and waiting um he started a new job recently so it's just it's been a lot in the in the uh brie household and then the other thing too is that um you know i so i happened upon in my travels a link to 60 random ass things on Amazon that you didn't know you needed, but will change your life. And I'm like at work one day, like, 
you know, I usually, I'm like, I ain't gonna fall for the okie doke. I don't, you know, that ain't my thing. Girl, $92,000 later. (laughs) Oh my God. I bought so much shit and some of it actually did change my life. So the first thing was this, just wait for it. It is a moisturizer that is primarily comprised of snail slime. Yes, I said (sighs) snail slime slime du escargot for those of you who speak french and i was completely grossed out yet fascinated and let me tell you something i listen my skin has not looked this great since i don't know when like i don't you know i've never i've never really had skin issues per se like a lot of acne and things like that but it was just i was starting to feel like it was just one of those you know old lady you just don't have that glow anymore like your skin just always looks dull And, you know, I just kind of resigned myself to that because, you know, I drink uh, water. I don't drink enough, but I drink, you know, a good amount of water, Um, you know, been making a concerted effort to get more rest, Um, you know, very simple skincare routine, you know, wash my face with naturals, you know, sort of some natural stuff that I bought online and, you know, coconut oil to moisturize in the wintertime. Like I don't mess, I'm I'm more if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I just was like, the reviews were amazing for this stuff. So I let me buy some of this girl and it's been like a couple of weeks and my skin like I usually you know I get to work and sometimes I I, sometimes I put my makeup on before work sometimes I wait until I get to work and the other day um I had waited so I had my little makeup kit and I was so busy I didn't get a chance to whereas before I'd be like oh no 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 I need to block out 45 minutes for a movie because I got to put my face on honey like I felt fine like it, it it's it's crazy so I will definitely um add that to the notes and girl the bottle the little jar was like ten dollars it's some it's one of these like I don't know if y'all are familiar with like this whole Korean skincare thing mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. which I'm you know totally I was totally ignorant to but started doing some research but girl their stuff be the bomb that's well you know my best friend is Korean almost every best friend I've ever had in life I've Mm -hmm. always had a Korean best friend somewhere in my life so I am well versed in the miracles of Korean beauty did not know and the snail thing I've been hearing about it for years right and I've just never bothered to try it right I'm not really I, sure I, why. I strongly, it, I, but I like, might have to just, try. That. And I mean, you know, because they were like, oh, so, but it's got like hydrochloronic acid in the slime and some other stuff that's like super good for you. And apparently, you know, this company, the one that I bought it from, they're like, no snails were harmed in the making of this stuff. So you know, I felt all good. Oh, well, that's um, go pita. So I bought that. Um, I got some new. Um, what is that stuff called that fiber mascara like with the mm-hmm. little fibers and the stuff. fiber lash mascara yeah 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 and so this one i had some a while ago and it was but it was one of those like direct marketing type of organizations and i just got tired of having to like go through so many changes to get it and you order it from one person and it takes like three it was just too much so i was like i ah, forget it but um this stuff actually is pretty good um you have to kind of put on a lot like a couple of coats but um i've been liking that so far so i'll definitely throw that in the notes too and i'm trying to think of oh and then i bought the um i've been wanting to try the uh charcoal activated charcoal like toothpaste per yes se? 
And I started doing that and it was really weird. Like the first time I did it, my mouth felt so much cleaner. Like, I don't know that I've noticed a difference per se in the color of my teeth just yet, but I've definitely been feeling like my teeth have been getting cleaner. So mm. my sink is getting dirtier, but my teeth <laughs> are cleaner. <laughs> I have a weird fear of those because I had an experience where I had a quote unquote stomach issue. We definitely, do oh. not want, we definitely don't want to go into the details of that on, yeah. on the podcast. Let's not. <laughs> I, definitely was given charcoal to stop the stomach issue yeah yeah, and ever since then if you tell me it's activated charcoal and it's supposed to go in my mouth i just oh yeah because i remember distinctly vomiting all of that charcoal back up and well you know it's got a multitude of uses (laughs) again i had no idea but yeah it's definitely good for that and you know good for your teeth and supposedly good for your skin so anyway i've definitely drowned my skin in charcoal though i Mm -hmm, have definitely mm -hmm. used activated charcoal masks well worth right black stuff all over your sink yes definitely Definitely. so i will definitely report as i uh progress through that and the only other thing that was of interest was um and this is totally random but like i had these cheap ass like oven mitts and i don't know where i got them from like and that's just you know that's just one of the things like you just never would buy for yourself so i'm sure someone bought these for me but literally like you would put the oven mitt on and then you would like reach into you know the oven to get out like something that you've been broiling and you know how like it takes a minute for your synapses to fire yes and then when they do they're like uh bitch your fingertips are burning to death so this had happened on several occasions to me and my husband and my son. So I said, you know what? I'm going to buy these like silicone rubber like oven mitts. Like the kind, they're like the kind of, they look like the kind of oven mitts that like if, if a firefighter is actually going into a fire, <laughs> into a blazing <laughs> building, they're like the gloves they wear. <laughs> <laughs> but they work amazingly well. Okay, so. so I might have to try those because I am yes. famous for burning myself yes. <laughs> in the oven. Yes. So I'll try yes. those. I will I will definitely uh uh throw the link out for those too but yeah so that's that's kind of been what's going on with me just again buying random shit on and yeah. on amazon it's just like the devil it's a, but it, y'all if y'all ever <laughs> see that link do not click on it she sent it to me click. it's terrible y'all just don't yes. do it yes i mean i literally and those are the 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 products that i like had edited down to before i had like 90 products on my list so um yeah definitely definitely don't do that if you want to <laughs> not spend all of your coins and you know what so, while we're talking about products, I am just going to talk about one that is not on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. But you guys know I have a makeup problem. Everybody, if you follow me at all, I have a makeup problem. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I just, I can't stop buying makeup. It's, I think because I spent four years in the house every day where I didn't need oh, to do my true. face. Yeah. Now that I have a reason to leave the house, it's like contour and blush. Right. And bronzer and eyeshadow and every day. eyebrows <laughs> every day. Um, but I had seen, um, I, you know, the internet stalks you now and Big Brother's mm-hmm. watching. So you get all these suggestions and of course i have my baseline products that i'll always right. use but this one brand carity i think is their name k-a-r-i-t-y has been chasing me around facebook for probably f- four to six weeks now i don't know why they're chasing me they've been chasing me around facebook instagram etc so i finally gave in because their stuff is super affordable like ignorant levels of affordable um so much so that i started kind of being like okay what's in this in this makeup that you can sell me this really right. nice palette for <laughs> What am I putting on my face? <laughs> um, 
But I was starting to read reviews and doing research, and makeup artists were reviewing it really well, and people that I whose opinions I actually respect were giving it great reviews. So I bought one palette, one, mm-hmm. which is going to turn very quickly into like seventy five. But that's okay. Um, gateway drug, right? It's totally, <laughs> totally a gateway drug. The newest palette they released, um, it's called the Posh Palette. Um, so I have been experimenting with it over the weekend, and I wore it today. I wore some Saturday. For ma- for an eyeshadow palette that cost twenty seven dollars, ooh! When you consider that most of my other palettes cost upward of fifty to seventy, this okay, costs twenty seven dollars. Right. Bree saw the picture. It is nine yeah. o'clock at night when we were recording this. I put this shit on my face at seven o'clock this morning. It hasn't moved. Yeah, I it, like it. It is perfect. It looks just like it did at seven o'clock this morning. I am now a believer. So, for my fellow makeup addicts, if you have not tried the Carity and you have been wondering what the deal is with that brand and if it's a real brand or if your eyeballs are going to fall out if you've used it, I've had it on, I've been using it for three or four days straight now. My eyes are still in my face, nothing is swollen, nothing is itchy, and this makeup stays on forever. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, there you go. That, that's, I like it. And no, they're not giving me any sort of, we don't have any discount code, so clearly I'm telling you about this because yes, it's great. Just because it's good stuff. So, yep. That is cool. a, so. Now you guys, we've sent you shopping, yes, and yes. we probably should get to the point of the actual podcast. Yes, which <laughs> yes, that would be a good thing. So anyway, we were just you know kicking around like, what can we talk about? Oh, and I'm also coming down with a cold, so I feel like crap. So we were like, let's just be chill tonight. So you know, of course, it's Black History Month. We are about to embark upon the blackest movie ever. Yes. Have you gotten your ticket yet? Not yet, because I'm trying to find a theater that is not completely sold out oh girl yeah 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 you know of I course we are talking about black panther which is about to be the shit so i mean i you know and i'm i'm like my husband is deeply deeply ingrained in the comic book space like since he was nine years old so literally he's been waiting for this movie for three entire whole years um but you know me not so much like i just kind of follow on a very surface level but you know i don't give a shit like i don't care what the blurs have to say i'm going to go and like act like i've been a comic book fan forever so fuck y'all um but anyway so like everybody and their mother is talking about this movie like all the reviews have been amazing even rotten tomatoes gave it like 98 percent or like 100 percent, which is crazy so we are all very excited to see this black ass movie yes. um but anyway so yeah we got that going on i mean we got black girl magic all over the place like you know black history month um, black history month black ass magic at the emmys and at the grammys and at the oscar like it's just incredible so we thought it would be fun to just kind of talk a little bit about black ass stuff like you know stuff from when we were growing up and you know what it's like to grow up black and now i will put the caveat out there we recognize we are not black people are not monolithic not everyone has had the same experience so this is just sort of you know kind of our experiences growing up a lot of people will be able to relate some may or may not you know don't don't be crying all up in our well, I, didn't grow, I never had my hair press like i don't care so <laughs> she um, really doesn't yeah i really don't um so you know what take it for what it's worth take it with a grain of salt but we just thought it would really be fun but before i get on that um this is 
slightly related um, to uh, black ass stuff. So um, I I don't know if anybody had seen, but I had a rant on my Instagram stories a while back about a couple of experiences I had had with some black owned businesses that just were not the greatest experiences. Um, and I do go out of my way conscientiously to support black businesses as much as I can um, whenever possible. But you know, at the end of the day, I still expect impeccable customer service, you know, I still expect, you know, sort of responsiveness and like all of these things like I'm you're not just going to get a pass because you're brown, you know, some things I understand that, you know, can't be avoided, but some stuff it's just like, no, nah, that's not really going to work. So long story short, I had um, worked with uh, two folks one, I think I've mentioned the whole planner thing that was a disaster. But um, there was another company that I had ordered a couple of shirts from that I was super excited to get and they took a really long time and I kept being told, oh, they're coming, they're coming, coming. So finally, I had to, um, you know, do the let me speak to your manager and report them to PayPal and get my money back. And then they, you know, responded to me and I was kind of like, really, this is why you respond. But the epilogue to this is that I actually had a really good conversation with the owner of the company and I was just kind of like, listen, like, you know, I, I, I want you to win. Right. And I understand that maybe some things had gone wrong with your processes and all of that, but a, that's kind of not my problem. And B, if that's the case, you still have to communicate with your customers. Like you can't just be like, I'll just be radio silent until the shit shows up or it doesn't. <laughs> I was like, that's just not cool. You know? And you know, instead of being defensive or being like, well, you got your stuff, so give me my money back. Yeah, somebody actually said that to me. Um, okay. You know, let, let's use this as like a teachable moment and you, let's use this as a learning tool. Like this is what, you know, customers expect, blah, blah, blah. blah. So anyway, um, you know, the owner was super open to it and, you know, took, I mean, owned up, you know, owned her shit and took responsibility for what had happened. And it, I mean, you know, I didn't eventually end up getting the stuff, which was great, fantastic quality. But I just, you know, I, I believe in being fair because of course I had done an entire rant on that and named, called them out on my Instagram story. Um, you know, but you know, Hey, shit happens. We learn from it. And I just, I really respected the owner for doing that because a lot of them won't do that. They'll just be like, oh, well, girl, whatever, and just block you so, you know, you can't rant on their page. But anyway, the company is at Dope Arrival, wait, no, Dope on Arrival NYC, and they make like really super cute black ass sweatshirts and crop tops and all kinds of stuff. Um, I'm going to throw the one I had on today in my Instagram story so you can see it. But I just want to put that out there. You know, that's my little epilogue to the story. You know, not every story has like an unhappy ending. So I was really Yay. happy about that. So thank you and shout out to y'all. But anyway, so yeah, I just thought it would be fun to talk about some of that stuff tonight and just kind of things we remember from growing up. So um, I'm going to open the floor with, and we had kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but like, you know, I think growing up, we all just have those sort of iconic black ass moments, you know, with our families, with our moms, with, you know, all kinds of things that just really, I think you know, call them stereotypes, call them just whatever. But it's just stuff that just evokes that, you know, feeling of like, you know, whether it be cultural pride or, you know, just stuff that is so, you know, just just typically black, right? And so one of the things that I was thinking about was like, you know, what you consider to be like the blackest ass movies and or TV shows ever. 
So I thought I would open it up with that and throw it to you, Dee. In your opinion, what is what are some of the blackest ass movies ever? Okay, first of all, Roots. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Like, first I of mean, all, that's a duh. Yeah. First of all, Roots. Second of all, Coming to America. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. That is iconic. Um. Oh gosh, I just had one and just slipped out of my head. Oh gosh. There's another one that just came to mind. But while we're thinking TV shows, mm-hmm. of course, The Jeffersons comes to mind. Yes. I watched I watched The Jeffersons religiously as a child, and I don't think I was even old enough when I started watching it to right. understand what the fuck was going on. Right. But I thought they were fucking hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and, and Amen. You, oh, my God. That's, that's true. true. Sean Hemsley is a bomb. I yes. love him. I, I think anything he was in, I would watch. You know what was really interesting to me, like, and and looking back on it now as an adult, it's like, you know, so you think about like the Jeffersons, you know, which was a spinoff of All in the Family. Um, You know, my favorite, and you know this, and hands down is Good Times. I still watch that shit every day and cry at the Florida Evans when James (laughs) died episode. Like, I ain't never seen it before and don't know what's going to happen. But anyway... You know, and at the time, you know, when I was, because I was very, very young when, when, when Good Times aired originally, you know, you're just watching it like, oh, this is Black Family. But, it, but like, as I got older and started to recognize the social commentary behind the show mm-hmm. and just like how sort of revolutionary for they were for their time. Like, if you think about it, if you watch a random episode of Good Times or The Jeffersons or especially Sanford and Son, like... They just be throwing the N word out there yeah. like random. Like I, yes. I mean, I be watching it yes. sometimes. Like, like I mean, and just I mean, dude. Like if I like took a drink for every time James was like, "Nigga, you crazy?" Right. Or Fred Sanford, or, <laughs> and I mean, you're like that would never fly today. Not at all. Not at all. So it's just it's just really interesting to to think about it as a as a grown up now and watching how, you know, particularly like on Good Times and they talked about like, you know, President Ford and what was happening with the economy and, you know, what was happening in in the ghettos and all of this other stuff. Like it's really it's just amazing to like to see it for so much more than what it appeared to be on the surface. So. Um, yeah, but I definitely agree. Um, Jefferson, the Jeffersons was one of my favorites. Sanford and Son, like I said, and you know, Good Times is my joint always and forever. I fucking love that show. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any, I mean, you know, we, we all know the obvious ones like the Cosby show. Of course, in a different world. Who did not plan their Thursday night around the Cosby show in a different world? Like who, who? Right. Everybody, the entire Every black person I know exactly who was exactly. Uh, who's who's old enough right now to have been alive back then yeah. yes that was what you did on thursday night i remember being um, so heartbroken you know there were all those especially not so much on the cosby show but there were a couple episodes of different world that yeah. because of the subject matter because you have to think about how old i am oh now, yeah that i wasn't allowed that you know they had the the parental warnings beforehand right, it's right, funny right, because right. now that i think about it most of those issues were not and it just speaks to how culture has changed because there are things right. that wouldn't be they, they wouldn't even be warnings now right but right it was either drug use or sex back then right and oh right, my right. god oh my god but i distinctly remember being heartbroken all the times that my mom was like go to bed go to bed <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, you knew you knew it was going to happen because 
like early on it would be that black screen and it would yes. say tonight's subject matter you know may not be suitable for children parental discretion is advised like, oh, or <laughs> right or later on it would be like a very special episode of different world you're like damn they're gonna talk about something i'm not supposed to hear exactly so. i was like oh man thankfully for repeats i eventually yes. saw all the episodes <laughs> so here's a twist on that question what is a show or movie that is considered to be sort of iconic um iconically black that you just were not checking for like everybody else loved it but you were like eh. oh gosh i don't know if there is one let me think mm. let me think really really hard What's yours? Because I can't think. I really don't know that there is one now. There, it's totally possible that there are things that I'm not thinking of that I literally didn't right. know existed because I didn't watch them or my mm-hmm. parents didn't watch them. Right. But I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So I'm about to say mine, and I'm warning y'all now. Am I gonna follow? Am I gonna follow out the share? Stay up out my DMs because I don't care. Don't be adding me. Uh-oh. Don't be emailing me. Uh-oh. But <laughs> I never liked martin wow i fucking hated that show (laughs) i know right shocking (laughs) so here okay so let me break this down okay and and again some of this so some of it like i it was the way i felt when i was younger but i couldn't quite articulate why and then as i got older i realized why so there are a couple of things with Martin. Number one, I just have never really thought Martin Lawrence was particularly funny, at least in the context of that show, because I don't really, I'm just not into slapstick comedy. Like I'm much more of a sarcastic asshole. So I find that kind of comedy funnier to me. Like okay. that's just funnier to me. Like Martin was just very, you know, that, you know, making all the faces and tripping. Like I just, he would get on my goddamn nerves, number one. So that was my first problem with him. And then as I got a little older, like I started to recognize like Martin was just super problematic for me. <laughs> like yeah. number one, he was a fucking misogynistic jerk. Like he treated Gina terribly. You know, I really, and and I don't know, maybe I was just hypersensitive to that. I'm not really sure, but I really... I really couldn't get down with the way he treated Pam because I almost felt like, you know, the juxtaposition between Pam and Gina and like Mm -hmm. how he treated them. There were just a lot of undertones of colorism. Colorism. Yeah. And again, when I was younger, I, I couldn't really put my finger on what bothered me. But I realize now that that's what really bugged me about it. Like I just couldn't, you know, I just did not like his whole... I just didn't like him. I, I I never thought he was funny. So that was definitely one of those things. And of course, every time I say that, it's like, <gasps> you know, people are just, just like, can't believe that I just, but I just was never, yeah, I never really, I never really rocked with, with Martin like that. I'm trying to think if there is one that I really didn't like all that much. Okay. Here's one that's a black show, and I liked it in the beginning, and it transitioned to why am I still watching this? Mm-hmm. Family Matters. I was I knew you were gonna say that because I knew you were I loved that. it in the early years, and then it just became like this like study. It just in, jumped. It just it jumped, jumped the, shark. the shark and just became foolishness and pure, just 
just pure fuckery and yes. foolishness. And then, like, I just never recovered from that little girl walking right. upstairs and nobody no, ever and never, saw her black And no one ever let her out of her room again. And, she and nobody talked star. about it. I mean, she must have went where Aunt Viv went. Like, <laughs> because, Aunt Viv. Right, like, they're, just, they're somewhere together. <laughs> yeah, I just never, like, that just didn't sit well with me. So, yeah, I, but it, yeah, I never, I'm trying to think if there were any movies that everybody was down with that I wasn't really down with. Um, and again, there are a couple, but... It, it's more that as I got older and really sort of saw what they were saying that I didn't like. And coincidentally, one of them is a Martin Lawrence movie again. So I, you know, I saw Thin Line Between Love and Hate when, you know, mm-hmm. um, when it came out. And, you know, that everyone was like, oh, you know, oh, Lynn Winfield's a crazy bitch and da 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 right? And mm. I was kind of like, mm. you know, I just... <laughs> Again, I wasn't I wasn't all that impressed with it, but then I started thinking about it later and I was like, so let me get this right. Let me see if I understand this correctly. Martin Fines meets Lynn Whitfield, starts trying to press up on her, starts trying to court her, and she basically was like, Don't fuck with me. If you are not being sincere, if you are going to break my heart, you need to leave me the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. And he basically lied to her face. Mm-hmm. He was like, nah, girl, I'm down with you, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to be with you, which clearly he was not. And then he wanted to turn around and get mad when she like when, when she, she warned him. she warned you. She warned him. She warned she you. She warned him. You know, and, and of course the way that they you know, again, presented the movie the way that they marketed the movie. It was this old trope about, you know, crazy ass female. And, you know, she she was stalking him and she was crazy for no good reason. She was crazy for a very good reason. And she should have killed his ass. You know, so <laughs> that was definitely one of those movies where I was like, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm not really... I'm not really down with that. But I will tell you what was one of the blackest ass movies for me. And to this day remains one of my favorite movies. I watch it anytime it comes on is Crooklyn. Yes, I, I love that movie. Love I love Crooklyn that movie. So much. That I mean, I, I would honestly have to say, and I'm a Spike Lee fan. I honestly, I honestly can say that that is probably my favorite Spike Lee joint. I really it do just, like Crooklyn. I mean, I really just, like that movie. It was just the best movie ever. I mean, first of all, anything with Alfre Woodard in it, you know, it's gonna be good. Like she just gonna play that black ass mama, and it's just gonna be good. So I loved it for that. I love um, what's his name? Del, uh, oh god, what was the dad's name? Del. Oh boy, hold on. What's his name? It'll come Big to un- it'll guy. come to one of us by accident. Yes. Big ball black guy that's not Terry Crews. <laughs> I can never remember his actual name. Or Michael Clark Duncan, rest his soul. Uh, what is his name, D? D- oh, it's something Del, Del something, Delfino, Del. De- <gasps> but that was one of my favorite movies ever. I just, I just. Oh, every time I yes, watch it. Yes, I, I do have, like that just, movie. But what is his name? That's going to drive me crazy. It'll come to one of us later. Yes, it, it, uh, three o'clock in the morning. Right. And you'll sit um, up straight in bed like, ah! Yes. <laughs> and it just, it reminds me so much of just being a little black girl in the summertime. Like, everything about that movie. You know, going to visit your cousins. You know, if you have siblings and being the youngest and not being able to do the stuff they can do. Like, it, there was just so much about it that was just so familiar to me. Um, you know, it's definitely just one of my, one of my top two or three 
Black is ass. Movies. I really do that like was that just movie. Really, really good. I haven't uh, seen this, that in a minute. I need I to go. I need to find that like track. And the it down. soundtrack was good. And then of course, because I'm old as fuck, Cooley High. Love Cooley High. <laughs> um, and Cornbread Early Me. Y'all might need to look that up. Um, <laughs> let's see. Since we've sort of exhausted the movie topic. So this was something we talked about a little earlier, but what are some of the like, like blackest smells you remember from your childhood? Oh my god! Okay, good, bad, or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is pink oil moisturizer and wave, yeah, and 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 Jerry Curl spray and Wave Nouveau spray. Did you just say Wave Nouveau? I sure did, girl, girl. I wanted a Wave Nouveau so badly. First of all, you know, I called myself being bougie and I was like, that is not a curl. It is Wave Nouveau. Right. Because those are two different things. Those are two different Never things. mind Wave, if they both required activator. Never Wave mind. Wave Nouveau was not greasy. Girl. Of course, my mother was like, absolutely not. Right. I tried but, that too. While my mom had one, I wanted uh, one. And she was just like, little girl, no. But I wanted one because I thought it was cute and grown up. Mm-hmm. But I do. I, re- I remember. I particularly remember the smell of like the the like the lotion. I don't know if it was yes. the moisturizer or whatever. Yes. Oh gosh, the smell of um. Speaking of hair, Delroy products, Lindo. That that's his, his name. name. <laughs> that's his name. That's it. That's it. <laughs> anyway, don't mind me. Okay, I can't think of the name of the product, but you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The little jar. They came in blue and green, and our parents used to use it to grease our scalps. What the hell is the name of the product? Uh, was it Afro Sheen? No. no, the scalp um, grease. And it was in a little blue jar. Yeah, it was blue and green. That's not Afro Sheen? No, I don't think so. See, I'm was, older than you, so. But it would have been, you would have been using it too. That's what the is only it? thing I can think of. Is it of Afro Sheen? A- like a little glass jar? or Yes! Like a- it was, was either it Afro sheen? sheen or was it Ultra Sheen? Maybe it was Ultra Sheen. It was it somebody's was sheen. <laughs> yeah, and it, that gr- girl, that grease was so damn heavy. Because <laughs> that was the grease that my mom used to um, press my hair with. Yes, it was Ultra Sheen. <laughs> I that The smell and the texture of that. Yes. You yes. know, I used to tell my mother all the time, I'm not having any daughters just so they won't have to go through girl. this. <laughs> That's the and it, listen the way that shit attracted lint and yes. dirt. Yes, oh my gosh! <laughs> Why praise the hair gods that have taught us better now? Because I just remember being a little kid, and most of you know or have gathered from listening to this show. I grew up around hella white people. Like, right. I grew up in an all white neighborhood with like no black friends. So my friends were always in the dirt and rolling around on the ground. Right, right. Oh no. And I would have Mm-mm. to like sit all upright extra right. and <laughs> be all extra dirty. proper because why? Because everything would stick to the grease that my mother oh, my used God. on my hair. And, and listen, it, depending on the kind of hair that you had, like, when you would get that hard press, right? And let's say you got that hard press and you know you had the little bump of curl in the back. When you lifted your like if you tucked your chin under, your hair went straight up in yes, the back. Yes, it sure did. Straight up in the air. It was just so so thick. stiff and so thick. <laughs> oh god. And pink oil moisturizer, same thing. Like I'm I They still like, make that stuff. Yes, girl. And people still use it. Oh my god. I feel like I would always feel like if somebody gets if I get close to an open flame, that's my head. Whoosh. Girl, talk about some spontaneous combustion. Oh, 
I'm trying to think what what like just reminds me of growing up. Um, so my mother was it my mother or my grandmother? One of them wore white diamonds. My grandmother definitely did. Girl, that stuff was so strong. <laughs> oh my god like i i knew when my mama was coming from a mile away and then on the same the same vein um old spice mm-hmm. but that's not really black that's just a dad thing fucking dracar noir oh gosh i was when that stuff became popular and then the other one because my older brothers used to wear this girl gray flannel do you remember that i vaguely remember that i think i I think by the time i was old enough to be around people who wore gray flannel it was on its way out oh thank god because that literally i mean you could put on just like a little dab behind each ear and it would smell like you took a shower of course (laughs) you know being living around <clears throat> young men at that point they don't know anything about subtlety so it's like well i'ma just put it everywhere if a little bit is good the all whole of damn is bottle is the whole great. bottle is bad girl that stuff smelled terrible but yes i remember that like sm- oh and of course the smell of peppermint candy yes like that just takes me right back to church and sitting next to my older aunties or sitting next to my godmother that that peppermint candy and it was like the real peppermint candy so it was the scent was because it had like peppermint oil in it the scent was very 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 strong so just that scent like just immediately transport me oh and you know the other thing too speaking of like aunties and grandmothers girl baby powder yes lord jesus on everything in the Girl, cleavage, when it was between, hot a, a, everywhere just and they they baby powdered them ample bosoms to air to, to high heaven like don't cough because <laughs> listen you be, you better not have no respiratory issues <laughs> <laughs> but yeah those things for whatever reason just always remind like i'm immediately just i think about like growing up and, and i think i already said this but like the smell of burning hair yes like when i would every saturday night in the kitchen my mama was in my kitchen <laughs> <laughs> pressing my kitchen right like i just every time I, I like when i go to the the beauty salon it's like i'm immediately like oh i'm like five years old again and you know she's like hold your ear so i don't burn it and i hold my ear and then she burns my hand and right. i'm like really lady seriously like seriously. yeah so that just definitely and then i just think you know all the like foods that you know my mom would cook like there's just a very distinct smell to like cornbread or like greens cooking on the stove you know just stuff that is just mm-hmm. like you know that's immediately you know what it is and you can like kind of place yourself in in that moment um i'm trying to think so along those same vein along that same vein like what are some of the, the blackest sounds you remember oh my <laughs> from, gosh like your child oh my gosh <laughs> you mean other than the belt on my ass like? other than the belt right <laughs> um let's see let me think Okay, because of the weird age I'm at, because I sit between, I'm not a millennial, mm-hmm. so I distinctly remember the sound in the summer in Brooklyn, when I used to stay with my grandmother, mm-hmm. of those dudes who used to carry them big ass boom boxes, the sound of music. 
yep. coming from one of those big ass boom boxes as a dude in two tight jeans because it was 1980 mm-hmm. <laughs> 80s of course of course walk down the street with the boom box i distinctly like mute like i can like i haven't heard a boom box in years mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that sound sits and you know what other sound and this is not necessarily black but it sits in that same little space as that boombox. The sound of an actual, and I'm totally dating myself now, of the actual needle on a record. Oh my God. Girl, stop. Because that is such a specific sound. It is. And I actually associate it with black music because my dad was in the music business. Yes, yes, I bet. And so I do, I associate it very specifically. It's odd. I don't remember ever listening to rock music as much as of it as as we had around. I don't remember listening to rock music ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on vinyl ever right but right. every we had every bliggity black album known to man i bet i bet <laughs> on wax and i distinctly mm-hmm. remember i associate the sound of black music especially black music of the late 70s and the early 80s yes. with the sound of a needle and there would on a be record. that static yep. sound like before like you put the needle down and before the actual song would start there'd be like that static mm-hmm. sound that you could hear that little pause and you're like waiting for your song to come on here's the thing that's so funny too i remember you know like okay so you have the song and you know nowadays you just you know look at the little counter on your i you know on your ipod and like oh the, my favorite part is at three minutes and 30 seconds <laughs> well not, back not in back those then. days you literally had that needle yes trying to put it down exactly, exactly right. where your favorite part of the song is yep. like i remember yes. that so or trying to like look at the label that was on the middle of the record yes and be like yes. okay so when i'm on this ring on the record and it hits that letter and the, and it passes that letter, that's it that moment right there. yep <laughs> yep girl i I, mean, I can't believe that like damn it just seems like such a lifetime ago like we actually had records like i that is just so crazy to me that is on my list of black ass shit to have in my when i buy a place i want to have actual place for a real record player because i yes. am going to rebuy or rediscover because i think we might have them somewhere in storage mm-hmm. oh all yeah all of for those sure. records that my parents had because yes. really i do associate vinyl with black music i don't know yes. why i will never yeah, know. explain that to someone, but i do yeah i know i i totally like 100 percent. like i definitely feel you on that and and it's funny too because kind of the evolution of that so i remember being a young woman and you know a little girl and and you know like a teenager or whatever being younger like making a tape yes making a tape yes. and you had to like and the sound of like trying to get it such that you don't like if you're taping off the radio, radio? <laughs> you want to get it so that you miss the dj talking about the song on either end but you get the the whole song song. there and yes for those of y'all who are listening who don't know what the fuck we're talking about (laughs) we used to literally have to put cassette tapes if you don't know what those are please use google it is your friend and put it in the radio and hit record to record the radio to get the songs we you had to push them two buttons down to record record and play record and play record and play record and play oh my god and that's how you knew a boy liked you if he made you a yes. mixtape of 
songs off the radio. Right. And listen, there listen, and, and this was before, you know, Muggs discovered the fade button. So you didn't have no fade no. button. Like you the song would stop, it would be debarge, <laughs> and the song would just stop. And then the next song would start up. Like there was no, you know, I'ma just fade out and fade into another song or, unless you were like a DJ. Or you would hear the middle of you'd hear debarge and all of a sudden this is KXW four four three or your mama in the background talking about you need to go to bed <laughs> girl oh my god oh, we just, were so innocent I, man life without just, technology was great listen can you imagine can you imagine like i try to explain to my child now and he's like i have no idea what you're talking about and i really don't want to know like none of this makes sense to me none and oh you want to talk about a sound How's this? The sound of you dialing on a rotary phone. Yes. Yes. When you when you put it around, your finger hit hits the silver little... thing and you gotta let it go all the way back around. Girl, and wait, and my listen, grandmother still has one. Listen, and don't and so this was don't this, misdial. Like, first of all, don't misdial. And then, you know, so I I was right growing up in the transition between a rotary dial and a push button phone. So I would be on a rotary dial phone with my little boyfriend and he would piss me off and hang up on me. So then I picked the phone up and be trying to dial off fast and dial his number because I was mad. Girl. Listen, oh my let heart. me tell you, you cannot dial a rotary no, phone. No, you can't dial it. Just in- you cannot be angry and dial a rotary no. phone. You no. <laughs> and you gotta wait for it to go back around you don't have a choice i mean at least you could punch the buttons angrily when you got to push button phones but on a rotary phone girl you you better calm the hell and then by the time i got them you know i was already back calm i wasn't mad no more because you can't really yeah you you can't really uh... oh and one other one other um sound while we're on it like and again this isn't necessarily like i just remember just in my black ass house so at night when like it would be like midnight right and the actual tv would go off like the stations would Mm -hmm. sign out for the night and they would play the star spangled banner and then it would just be white noise until the morning do you remember that yes i distinctly i mean can you imagine like the tv just stopped yeah do do, do y'all know that that used to happen i mean i know there are people who don't realize i mean there are some channels that they they do go off now i think but it's usually they go off and then they just play infomercials right 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 no no no. i'm talking about it would just go go off like there just wouldn't be anything on tv (laughs) and i used to remember getting up and being angry that i would wake up and turn on the tv and it would be early like you know right four o'clock in the morning and tv had started yet <laughs> yeah oh yeah you'd be like what's, what's happening where are the cartoons what's going it's on it's like oh wait tv hasn't yeah, even started on yet. those rare occasions like you know my parents because my parents were a little older so you know they'd be tired they'd fall asleep i was the last child and i'd be like word i'm gonna stay up all night and watch tv and i'd be no. watching it'd be like 11 55 and that shit would go i'd be like wait 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 a minute but i was supposed to stay up all night so yeah stay up all night and look at the wall girl that was a mess so this is a i think this is one of my favorite topics ever what are just some of the blackest ass things your parents would say oh my god you know whether your parents or your grandparents are just either you know little you know proverbs or sayings or just shit black parents just say like what do you remember most about that 
Oh gosh. The first there are one. So many. <laughs> so your parents are whooping your ass. Right. And you start to cry. Don't make me give you something to cry you about. Cry what, about. What? what, what the, but you are you're hitting man. me though. <laughs> you're already beating me. So girl. <laughs> girl. That is and parents were just so good for like rhetorical questions yes. and like trick questions. So this is my favorite. So my mom would be like, you know, such and such happened. And I'd be like, you know, you did such and such. And I'd be like, no, mommy, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. So I'm lying. Right. Girl. There's no right don't answer. An- just don't answer. Don't, don't answer. Pa- just, pack- just start packing your shit and leave. Mm-hmm. Because either way you answer that question, you're going to get in yep. trouble and you're going to get an ass mm-hmm. So there's really no way for you to, to answer that, like, and not get in trouble. Mm-hmm. That was just, I- I'd be like, but what, what? You know, or, you know, your your mom or your dad is yelling at you and they're like, you know, you you, you answer and they're like, don't you talk back to me. So you don't say anything. anything. And they're like, oh, so you, answer know, you don't me. hear me talking to you? You don't right. you answer me. You don't hear me saying nothing? You're like, like but, but you just told me to. But, mm. <laughs> I mean, you but. just, you couldn't win for losing as a child. And then I really loved how parents will make a fucking verb out of anything that you say. Like, I mean, I'd be like, you know, mommy, can I go, you know, can I go to the park? You better park your ass on right. the couch. Like, but what, huh? That wasn't even necessary. <laughs> like, why did you say that? Like, what was right. that for? Right, I don't understand. You know, ma, you know, can I, uh, we gonna go to the mall. You better mall yes. your ass right. in there and do your homework. Right. You better mall, what? what? <laughs> even mean <laughs> they will turn anything, anything, anything you say anything. against you and don't be singing a song nope i hope you know i hope you, you know, you, I hope you know your math like, like, like you know that song <laughs> like you know that hipty hop this is my mama used to call <laughs> the hipty hop i like it and you're just like oh, man, I, I, ma'am I'm, I'm just trying I'm to just i'm just trying to be great i'm okay. just here singing i was in a good mood but apparently right. i'm not allowed to be in a good mood yeah no i, I mean girl it was just so and then you know what my mom used to do and i just thought it was the funniest thing ever and i like and it wasn't funny but it is funny so i'd get in trouble and it didn't matter if i was getting spanked or if i was getting yelled at doesn't matter right look at me when i'm talking to you okay so i look at her why are you looking at me like oh that? you you grown why, you think you, you grown, grown? like okay you know what you rolling your eyes at me what am i, am I supposed what am i supposed to look at the dog i don't understand what's <laughs> where do i look right, right now? now just give right. me a sign point to where i'm supposed to be looking because clearly there's no right answer and i'm never gonna win this war and please explain to me and and you know i've i've found myself doing this to my child and i've really had to like check myself but like you know, you ask your mom if you can go, you know, next door to your girlfriend's house or you can go down the street to your girlfriend's house. Why she make you clean the whole house, mm-hmm. take out the garbage, build her a cabinet, <laughs> you know, sh- clean the refrigerator, find a cure for cancer before you can mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Well, everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. And by that point, you're too exhausted. You're just like, I'm, I'm just pretty sure that's exactly why they do it. <laughs> okay. Did it, okay. So I don't know. What kind of, like how far away your friends live but because i went to private school my friends lived kind of spread out right right this used to drive me insane mommy can i go to so-and-so's house i'll drive you but i'm not going to get you i'm not going to get you <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fuck are you doing <laughs> why am i supposed to 
supposed to get home. Well, you better talk to her mama. It's like, what? Hey, how are you just, trying to haze me and I'm 12? What? I'm not pledging a sorority. <laughs> what are you doing? But I just wanted to go home. Girl, and and don't, don't, first of all, two things that you just did not ever do. And I was forever getting in trouble about this. So number one was, you know, well, I want to go to so-and-so's house. Well, do I know so-and-so's mama? Uh, no. No. <laughs> then you not going. And then the other one was, oh, I used to get my ass beat for this. I would be like, I'd be outside playing with my friend. And I would come in the house with my friend. I'd be like, mommy, can Tiffany spend the night? Mm-mm. And nope. Tiffany standing right there. Nope. Don't you ever put a black mama on uh, on, uh, on the spot. On the spot. Like, you don't do that. She And she would proceed to clown me in front. Mm-hmm. And I would get in extra trouble. Yep, she because be my like, friend was standing there. I mean, damn. And oh, and 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 if you're if you were playing with your friend, like you know, you had your girlfriend over, and you guys are like, you know, just living your best lives, playing Barbies or whatever, and you got in trouble, your mama will proceed to clown you right then and there, uh-huh. spank you, do whatever she need to do in front of, in your, front friend. of your friend, mm-hmm. make you feel stupid. Mm-hmm. Good oh, stupid. and when I got when I got a little older, and like my best friend would come over, and I would get in trouble, my mother would put her on punishment. Too. Yes, we all got punished. She, both y'all on punishment. My mom, my mom punished my entire, (laughs) wait, if this ain't the blackest shit ever, my mom, just like, let's just talk about how white and how black this is all at the same time. So when I turned, I think eight, either eight Mm -hmm. or nine, no, I was eight. I think I was turning nine because it was my fourth grade year. I wanted to have a slumber party and I wanted to have Mm -hmm. a big slumber party. My mom said, you are not bringing all those little girls to giggle in my house and be annoying and make a mess in my house. So no. So Okay, so I accepted the no. And then she said, you know what? No, you can have a birthday party. We're going to go to a hotel. Mm-hmm. That ain't the most privileged ass shit ever. Right. <laughs> My mother rented three hotel rooms, adjoining two adjoining ones and then another one. I like it. So she wouldn't have to clean her house. Because, hey man. because the, 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 the fuckery that my friends were, she knew we were going to get into. Now, mind you, she set up this hotel thing. Now, we go mm-hmm. to the hotel. And of course, I had my little black friends. I had my little white friends. I had everybody all together. It was like the fucking United Colors of Benetton. And right. my, then my black friends decided they didn't like my white friends. And my white friends decided they didn't like my black friends. Oh, boy. <laughs> and next thing you know, we're having War of the Roses in this hotel room. So we were so loud that someone called hotel security from a comedy club because they could hear us through over the comedy club. Wow. Yelling at each other. My mom spanked everybody at that party. <laughs> Damn. She yelled and spanked and punished everybody at the party. If that is not the blackest thing. I mean. Like, <laughs> the entire party got put on punishment. Wow. On my birthday. Wow. Like we ate cake and then got sent to bed. Like and, and, and while we're on the subject of parties and birthday parties. Can we talk about black ass birthday parties from when we were kids? Because I don't know how. Now you know you 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 may have had you may have rocked a little different in you know sort of your socioeconomic circle than me, but black ass birthday parties were the best. Because let me tell you how it would go down. So your mama would be like, okay, you know you can have a birthday party, whatever. It and you know again if it was at the house, she would be like, don't touch nothing, don't go in the living room. Y'all play in this one, you know, one point two centimeter diameter space. 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. There would be them uh, plain ass. Now, I don't know. I'm trying to remember on because I grew up in California, um, the, the West Coast, what the equivalent w- would be. But the equivalent here would be them generic ass Utz potato chips. Yes. Just like one flavor. You know, no, there was no barbecue. There was no sour cream. You got, the, you got a potato, <laughs> you got potato chip. chip. That little bag of potato chips, b- them boiled hot dogs with the buns, and them little... Do you remember them little ass drinks that came in like... Corner it was waters. like a little plastic. Corner water. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Girl. And there was red, purple, and orange. That was what you got for your birthday party. And, and you know, you, you probably have a cake. For me, my mom made most of my cakes when I was growing up. But, yeah, there wasn't no goodie bag, fable no. bag. What? No. Girl, we played that little tired ass pin the tail on the donkey. <laughs> With listen, and I again, I don't know about your mama, but we would play pin. So you know, I would go to my wife friends' parties, and we would play pin the tail on the donkey. And her mom, you know, the mom would have like this little fresh bandana and she tie it on. <laughs> Let me tell you what, my mother would get her sleep scarf. <laughs> I bullshit. I love. You. I don't know why I remember this. My mother would be tying these children up with her greasy ass oh sleep scarf. God. Children probably going blind from whether it's ultra, ultra sheen <laughs> or jerry curl juice from when my mom had a curl. She would tie that joint around their eyes so tight <laughs> and spin their little asses in a circle. Girl. Oh my God. I mean, oh. damn. We would sit down with them little paper plates and, and, and hats and it would be them same tired ass streamers from every year. It'd be the same streamers. <laughs> I just remember. I remember one year I was like, "Can we have hamburgers for my party?" And my mother was like, "Do you have hamburger money? Do you have like, <laughs> bitch? What you think? What? You think we the Rockefellers or something?" <laughs> I mean, she was highly incensed. <laughs> and, but the, but here's the thing that's so funny, D. Like I can look back on that now, and like we would have we would be having the time of our black ass lives at those parties running around in the backyard you know like i said pinning the tail of the donkey you know we were in california so you know we were already hook hook uh hip to pinata so we might actually even have a pinata but it was still kind of ghetto but anyway like it was just the best thing ever i didn't i mean i didn't know you know anything better like it was just the greatest part i was like yo my party was lit girl but I just, I remember that. That so, sleep scarf is funny. Girl. That's classic. I, I mean, I was like, mommy, you could have. You couldn't get a bandana. Been a, they could have been allergic to whatever you had going on up in that scarf. Girl, hey, okay. And since we're on the subject of black ass celebrations, can we talk about a black ass Halloween? First of all. First of all. Now, I in some ways I was a little bit different because my mom like has always been a seamstress. So I actually my costumes used to be like fire. Like she would hand, you know, she would make like these elaborate clown costumes or, you know, blah 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 blah. But I I distinctly remember like, you know, I'd be in like my fancy clown and maybe that's why I don't like clowns. I would be in like my fancy clown costume and like I would go pick up my girlfriend and she would basically have on one of her mama's wigs and like 
you know, some kind of random dress. And I'd be like, who are you? You know, and one year she was Tina Turner. One year she was Diana Ross. But she always had the same wig and the same dress on. So, I, you know, I'm not really sure what the variation <laughs> was. But, you know, it worked. But girl, yeah, and her brother, I'll never forget this. Her brother had on... Like, he literally looked like he had just came from basketball practice. That's... And I was like, who are who you? Are you? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and his mama was like, he Dr. J. <laughs> close <laughs> <Okay>. enough. <laughs> yeah, close enough. I mean, I just, and again, I just remember, you know, go, you know, you go through the hood with your candy. And, you know, your mama will be like, you can't have any of this candy. Like, it. Right. No, you're not no. eating none of the candy. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. <laughs> put it down. Give me the bag. Put it down. Just put it down, Dana. Put it down. Okay, fine, Mom. Just here, take it. You know what I remember? My parent, like, okay. So, my dad is from the Caribbean. Right. So, Halloween didn't mean a goddamn thing to him one way or the other. Right, 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 right. <laughs> he was just like, okay, whatever. Right. My stepfather, he's Puerto Rican. So, again, uh-huh. first Not of all, really. he's Catholic. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. fuck a Halloween. With that. Right, right, right. Um, so, my mom... She was just sort of like, I guess she just didn't care one way or the other. Right. So I used to have the most hood rat-esque costumes just because everybody around me was just lazy as fuck about right, me. Right, 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 right. Like, yep. I, I remember there's picture, There's a picture of me. I'm going to find it and I'm post it on Facebook or, oh, please, or on Instagram. Please, 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 Yes. Of me dressed. And I was like, when am I supposed to be? And my mom was like, well, for the first half of the day, you were a hobo. <laughs> And I literally am wearing, like, just clothes. I'm just wearing somebody's too big clothes. Right. And then I think it's either the same day or later that night. I don't know. But I was like, what am I here? Because that looks like the hobo outfit. But now I have on a cat mask. (laughs) (laughs) So that cat mask went everywhere. I was like, was I a hobo cat? (laughs) Right. Was I the hobo's pet? What's going on here? Girl, and they didn't care. They'd be like, mm, yeah, yeah that's on. You were such and such. You a ghost. Here, take the sheet. You're a ghost. <laughs> Wear this towel. You're still a ghost. Oh, Girl. okay, here, it's red. Now you're Dracula. Go. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. The only mm, year mm. I distinctly remember really liking my costume was the year... And I don't know why my mom let me put so much effort into this. And now that I think about it, it's weird. Of all the things for her to let me do... I decided to dress up one year as Janet Jackson, very specifically from Rhythm Nation 1814 album oh. cover. I was super specific. Right. And my mother, do you know she actually let me go to the hair store and get a fake ponytail and the hat? Really? And we put a metal... Th- I, I don't know where the pictures are. They're probably in my grandmother's She was into face. it. But she was all about that Janet Jackson outfit. And I guess that's why I'm still obsessed with Janet now at right, right, right. damn near 38 years old. Thanks, Mom. But it, Halloween in my house was just weird because nobody gave a fuck. Right, like, right, I don't right, even right. remember having... a. I don't even know if we answered the door for kids. We might have. Maybe I did. Yeah. But it yeah. just, nobody gave a fuck. So it was just sort of like, and I went to Catholic school. So right. we didn't really do a whole lot of Halloween stuff in Catholic school. I do remember a picture of me dressed as a bunny, like in a bunny suit with my two best mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. And I had on red Reebok high tops. Wow. So I was like a, bu- a bunny with an attitude. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Were you a crit bunny? I was, I was, you know, I was a bunny from the block. That's all. Basically. <laughs> but I, it's just, yeah, it's, the, Halloween funny. was the strangest thing in my house just because no one cared. <laughs> we just didn't. 
we just didn't Halloween. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I will say this. Like, I think for me, the blackest ass holiday of all times was freaking Easter. Oh, God, yes. Because the amount of pageantry, yes. literally, that went into Easter Sunday was just, I mean, Over there was the, just nothing the hair, to compare. The curlers Listen, and the hats and the bonnet and the Satur- 17 crinolines. <laughs> Saturday night in my mom in the kitchen with her in my kitchen with that damn hot comb and her singeing my ears like singeing the tips off my ears and all of that foolishness and I always remember so she would do my hair and or my aunt would do my hair because my aunt had been like a hairdresser in her former life so my aunt would wash my hair and I had a lot of hair as a as a kid so and of course I was quote-unquote tender-headed so it was just a battle, you know, and they're they're slapping, you know, cracking my <laughs> knuckles with the comb and all this other foolishness. So they finally would get my hair together and, you know, it would be, again, heavy with grease. Right. And I'd be like, you know, can I wear my hair down? Wear my hair down, quote unquote. Oh, can I wear my hair down? No, you no. ain't wearing your hair down. <laughs> right. So I just I always remember getting up that next morning and like you said, I'd have to literally sleep kind of sitting upright in my bed so I didn't mess up my hair (laughs) and I would have that sponge roller in that in that front bang. Mm -hmm. And really, I mean, at least for me, like my hair was like all the same length. So it really was too long for a bang because when you have a bang and you're like and you unfurl your bang and it goes under your chin. chin, That's not really a bang. That's just a really tight curl. That's just a really tight curl. But I would have that curler in. I mean, literally, I would literally be walking up to yes. the church door. Yes. And my mother would be like, okay, you take your curler out. It, that would be the last thing I did before I walked into church. And it would have that crimp in mm-hmm. it. And be from be where like, the oh, little thing snapped in place. Fall. No, right, it never you, fell. It never wait fell. till your curls fall. They never fall. Like, Why? Because y'all put 47 pounds of grease in our not. hair. They're not gonna fall. Mom. It's not gonna not fall. Gonna That's just, it, nope. there's never been a black curl from the '80s, the '70s, or any other time around there that, that has, has ever, ever fallen. fallen. I think I still have some curls in my hair. I'm from I'm pretty sure there's somewhere on my head a crease from a pink <laughs> curler. Girl, I just remember that so distinctly, and them little uh, roughly ass socks and those patent and leather shoes. Patent leather shoes, child. Oh. And and not only that, like. If you didn't have on tights and you had on like the little ruffly socks, you would be greased to the high heaven. Like to slide like, off the pew. Like I the, girl. <laughs> You would be greased to high heaven. Like you literally would be able to see the reflection of the entire church in my forehead. Yes. <laughs> and I was a pretty shy kid, so I didn't really like the whole Easter speech. Like, that was just really painful for me. And every year without fail, my mother or my aunt would, like, force me to do the Easter speech, right? Whatever that Easter speech was. (laughs) And I remember one year, like, my mother beat the brakes off me because she, you know, I was all cute. And she had laid my dress. And I had, like, you know, my hair was up in a bun with the with the curl. And she was like, you know, we had practiced a speech or whatever. And I got up. It was my turn to get up in front of the church. And I just stood there. Mm. Mm. I didn't say oh. a word. Oh. And the little, the little, like, the little director lady with all the kids was, like, kind of nudging me, like, say your speech. And I just stood there and I looked at her and I just shook my head like, (laughs) not today. And my mother was, girl, my mother was giving me the eye of death. And it, you know, it was one of those, 
it was that moment where you realized, you know what? I'm going to die anyway. So, so I might it. as well. <laughs> she. I'm going to just do what I want to do. And I just stood there and shook my head till they ushered me off stage. Boy, my mother beat the brakes off <laughs> me that day. <laughs> you know, I managed to get away with never having to do the Easter speech. You know why, though? Because my family stopped trusting me after my sister's wedding. Uh-oh. I was the flower girl. And it was I was dressed just like I would have been for Easter, and I they you know they didn't take my whole shyness thing seriously until this wedding, right? Where I got to the the top of the aisle, I was about to, I was supposed to start throwing flowers. I looked, I saw those people looking at me. I screamed, I threw that basket and ran. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, peace out, I'm not here for this. See? So my mom was like, you know what? We're just not gonna put her. Let don't. Yeah, we we're not, not we're not fooling with you mm-mm. no more. We're, we're not, not gonna do, we're not gonna no put more. you in front of people anymore because if you do that to me ever again. I can be forced to choke you. Man, man. You know, and it's so funny, like, the thinking about all of these things. And like I said, when I think about, I think about the things that I do with my son that I just, like, just subconsciously do. And I'm like, damn, I'm just as black ass as my parents were. Like, I can remember, you know, same thing. Like, I would grease him within an inch of his life before he left. I still do that before he leaves the house. Like, I just grease him within an inch of his life (laughs) and he's just like uh mom you know and you know when he was a baby and and i think this is like a distinct difference between a lot of like white mamas and black mamas like it could be you know may and you know if it's 65 degrees it's not hot yet so you are wearing a coat Mm -hmm. you are wearing a sweater you will have on a hat you will have on socks you will have on shoes like we not pulling under that it's 35 degrees outside and you're gonna be barefoot nope. we, we put your clothes that's not on. happening put all of your clothes on like and, and i have to kind of i stop myself sometimes like damn like i can't believe i'm doing this and i said you know i was like i would never do that with my child like mm-hmm. and saying the same kind of stuff like i think i said to him earlier he was like you know can we go to subway for dinner i was like you got some subway money <laughs> No, and, 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 and oh, and this is like my mother was in. Now, luckily, again, my mother was a fantastic cook, but I'd be like, Mom, I want y'all want to go to McDonald's. I'll get a hamburger. Uh, uh-uh, well, I'll make a hamburger at home. And it's just like never the same. But that's not what I want. Damn, mommy. Right. Yeah. I don't want a hamburger between two pieces of white bread. I want like a, a Big Mac. And it just, nah, we're going to make it at home. We ain't, we ain't going out to get no burger. And I was like, damn. And that same thing with him. I'm like, you want Subway? Look, I'll make you a Subway sandwich at home. And he's just like, that's not even anywhere close to the same thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, not even close. And I'm just like, but, you know, it, you know, well, okay, whatever. But, um, yeah, anyway, I don't know. Okay, like, so I have a question. Is yes. this a Caribbean people thing or a black people thing? Oh. That I swear... Every child I know who grew up with at least one parent who is Caribbean, because mm-hmm. I still have mine somewhere, mm-hmm. has an ID bracelet, but there ain't no name on the ID bracelet. Oh my God, I had one too. <laughs> I don't think that was a Caribbean thing. I was like, is it Caribbean it or is it a black, black people thing. thing that we all had no. ID bracelets, but then none of us have- little silver ass ID either bracelets. Either silver or little cheap gold ones. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there was never yes. any name on it. Like There was never any. Like, I'm like, what do y'all do with <laughs> girl id bracelet or that little like your first little necklace or uh, you know them little baby gold stud earring like ugh. i was like 
was like and then back in my day of course you know this is when we were still rocking the hard white baby shoes yes i had those you had you had to wear those for whatever reason i mean frankly i was like isn't are, like aren't these like some sort of orthopedic issue? No, I need these shoes. And it's like, but like I would. Kick, I remember one time I kicked my dad like in the shoulder or something, and he was just like, "That was the most painful thing ever with the little ass shoes on." But girl, oh yeah, you had to wear them. You had to have them like high top black like orthopedic. Yes, ugly, just, just ugly. Them was the ugliest shoes. You you know you gonna make that you gonna make that baby's legs turn and you gonna wear them shoes. And it's like, no, mom, I'm not. We're not going to, but I do remember that ID brace. But although I do, I will say I have had a lot of um, my West Indian friends and even some um, of my African friends say that the same thing. Like that was the first piece of jewelry and Latino friends too. Like that was the first piece of jewelry they remember getting. Just, that little bracelet. I was like, why did we all have ID bracelets, but didn't nobody's parents ever put a name <laughs> on any of us? Well, maybe it was just to be. I was to like, give the symbol. I was like, like, is it just supposed to be right? Like, I was like, but well, why are we? St-? Because the thing is, I know mine still fits my wrist. I am thirty eight years old. What? Right. First right, of right. all, what baby? What? What are y'all doing? Can someone right. please well, maybe explain? It was just in case somebody was thinking about kidnapping, right? They wouldn't you, know my they'd name. Be like, I guess. Yeah, they'd be like, we'll be able to find her because she got that ID bracelet on. So don't think about it. Maybe that's what it was. I, I can't really. I, I'm not really sure. Okay, so you are a currently black mama. Oh boy. Do you do this to your son? You're laying down. The remote is five feet away from you. You could roll over oh, and get it. Do you call him from clear across the house to bring of you the remote? I do. I'm and glad actually, that I'm a I'm a modern black mama because I will text his ass. <laughs> I will text him and be like, bring me the remote. And he'll be like, are you serious right now? And I know he read it because I got read receipts. So it's not like he can get away with it. But yeah, I do that all the time. And then, you know, I remember it's so funny. Like, I mean, now I get it because, you know, I am a mom and stuff. But like, I just I remember so much of my childhood, like my mom basically running the entire house from her bed. Mm-hmm. because she was so exhausted like she would come home from work and she would just be in the bed like and the light would be low and the tv would be on to whatever her favorite show was and she would you know beckon us in there and give us orders and directions to do shit and i remember it was like this thing where you know if we had something to ask it'd be like oh well you ask her not nah, hang on ask her. <laughs> and then you would do that thing where like you know, you would go in your mama's room and like sit on the edge of the bed and pretend like you watching whatever right. she's like watching. Right, like you're really interested in like what she's really watching. Like you really interested and you'd be like, you know, hey mama, what you doing? You know, she's like, I'm watching TV, whatever. And you'd be like, oh, who's that guy? And you're like making small talk you <laughs> about, about this somewhere. show that you don't really care right. about. Knowing you want to ask her to go somewhere, you want to ask her, can so and so spend the night, or you want to ask her for some money. And you'd be sitting there like, damn, how long I got to sit up in here? <laughs> It's like, okay. I just remember that so distinctly. And then she'd be like, bring me my purse. <laughs> and I do, I do that to my son all the time. He'd be like, Ma, I need, you know, such and such. I'm supposed to bring the I, I need to get a check for uh you know, <laughs> bring me my purse. For the field trip. And of course I fuss him out, like, how long have you known about this? How you gonna wait till ten minutes before you supposed to get on the bus before you come up in here and ask me about some check? Like you know what my check you know, my money situation is like. <laughs> I mean I money? had no money. It's the end of the month. You counting my Girl, money. Listen. 
So I right, listen, I bitched him for twenty minutes and I'd be like, Go get my purse off the counter. Okay, I'm gonna give it to you. I just want you to feel right. bad about it first. I just want you to feel bad about it. And girl, you know he don't care. He don't of course shit. not. But I just I that's so funny. I do I do remember that. But like, yeah, my mama's bed was like mission control. Or she would be like, you know, I would bring you know, bring her something to drink. I had to bring oh God, I was forever bringing her water in the bed. <laughs> and it better be ice water with a straw, because she has sensitive teeth. Girl, I'd be like, I am not your slave. <laughs> like, uh, you? But you know, that's just one of those black mama privileges. I do that to my child too. So, so like, right now, the only advantage I see to having a child is I'd have late child labor. Uh, oh, absolutely. It's the greatest thing ever. Anybody want to lend me a child? He, anybody want to lend me one? I'm not giving birth. I refuse. Anybody want to lend me listen, their child? I will, I will, I will fly mine out there <laughs> to, to do all your, but yeah, oh, it's, I've been waiting for this forever. Like, you know, he's on dish duty and then I <laughs> talk about some black shit. I screamed at him the other day because of course, before I left, I was like, this was, was this, this must've been Saturday. I said, you know, I was going, I don't know where I was going. I was like, take the salmon out of the fridge, out of the freezer, so that we could thaw it up. And you know he did not. Oh no! And the look of panic on his face, because I was like, did you take the salmon out? I called him, and I was like, he was like, uh, yeah. yeah." (laughs) And I'm like, no, you didn't lie. I was like, sweetheart, like when I get home and like look in the pan, and the salmon still has frost on it because you just put it in the water. Yeah, I'm gonna know you didn't do what I asked you to do. But I just, I remember that. Like, that was just a fate worse than death. Not taking that meat out. Or you um, you clean the kitchen or whatever. Or, you know, you cook or whatever. And you clean up the entire kitchen. And there's like a spoon. Yes. In the dish. Who put all these dishes up in this, it's all in this these, dish? It's like this one spoon. It's a spoon. It's one spoon. And, and, and you know, I, it's funny. I would, you know, talk to my little white friends. And they'd be like, no, we don't. I don't wash dishes or whatever. And I'd be like, damn. How y'all getting away with that? I I used to go to my white friends' houses, which was the vast majority of my friends, Mm -hmm. and I would, like, get bold and try shit. (sighs) Because all my white friends used the dishwasher or had housekeepers. And we had a housekeeper, but she wasn't allowed to do anything for me. (laughs) Right. We had a housekeeper, but she literally was not allowed to clean up anything that belonged to me. She could pick something up. Like if I left it in the den, she could pick it up and put it in front of my bedroom door with a note to put it away. Wow. But she wasn't allowed to clean my room. Like she, I would get in trouble for not cleaning my room. So the housekeeper could mop the floor in my room. Right. Vacuum the carpet in my room. But I could, she, she could make my bed. Nah, everybody else's bed. Yes. But mine, no maids around here. And you're like, but but we literally do do have maids. (laughs) We literally do have a maid bomb. We literally pay someone to clean the house. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, let me leave some. We don't have a maid. Do I look like your maid? No, but that lady in the uniform right. over there does. <laughs> and I would try these things because my friend's parents, who also mm-hmm. had housekeepers, their housekeepers did everything. <laughs> nah. Like, I remember going to a friend's house. She's um, Cuban. And I was so fascinated that we went swimming. We were in her swimming pool. Like, <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm hungry. And she said, she was like, whatever her maid's name, she like clapped her hands and she said, she told the woman that she, we were hungry. Like not even 10 minutes later, this woman comes out with like a steak and french fries and all this other. And I'm like, why doesn't this happen at my house? If I listen, well, I was like, well, first of all, we don't have a pool, but even if we did, right. and when we did, even if I was in the pool, when we did have the pool, 
couldn't like clap my hands and have nah. some woman come run over and make me a steak and french fries. My mom would have been like, so you're hungry. Get up and go in the house. Right. What? Make yourself some lunch and then bring me back a sandwich too. Right. Infamous black mama saying number 9,000. What bills you pay up in this exactly. house? Do I look like one? Do, who, who are you talking to? Like I'm one of your little friends. <laughs> right. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I got and that. I'm not one of your little friends. I'm not Boo the Fool. Don't be slamming my doors. And I used to get the boo of the fool, and I'm not one of your little friends, every time I came home from one of my white friend's houses. Yes. She was like, talking to like, she, that. Was like she was like, you clearly spent too much time outside my house. You're not going out for another week. Shit. Damn. Damn it. I know. And, man, and punishments would be so random and arbitrary. Mm. They'd be like, so I thought, I, I thought you said, you know, it was going to be 40 degrees today. Well, I didn't know, but it was fifty. You're on punishment. Like, what? what? <laughs> but I don't. I don't control the weather. Or weather. <laughs> just, just. I'm just ten, ma'am. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you want from me? <laughs> I was late to school once because the bus driver was late. How did I end up on punishment? Oh. But, the, but I, mm, I didn't do mm, it. Mm. Yeah, I. Black parents are funny. The only Listen, like that is just it's just black parents. And the, uh, here's. Here, dude this is this is hilarious so my mother said this to me and i again found myself saying this to my son every time before we got ready to go into a parent teacher conference we would get to the school and i would be like is there anything you need to tell me before i go and talk to to these white people yes this is your opportunity to come clean Mm -hmm. yep and he just he'd be like no and i'd be like no mommy i no i don't have anything to say and she'd be like, mm-hmm. But it's just like, damn. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to break the cycle, man. But it's so funny because that would be the only time that my mom wouldn't openly slap the shit out of me in front of somebody else. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, and it would be funny because, you know, even when you don't have anything to tell your parents, your parents are going to find something wrong with something the teacher says yes. at parent-teacher conferences. Yes. Just how it is. Right. Even when I was the teacher giving the parent-teacher conference, I distinctly right. remember, I wouldn't really say anything bad, but it was clear that kid was about to get in trouble for something I said. And right. I distinctly remember watching my mom try to keep herself from just letting the backside of her hand come flying because <laughs> she knew if she hit me, right, the teacher, because I went to school with white people. Yep, my mother would be like, "You better be glad we in front of these white folks," because she was like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to jail for you either." Call right. defects. Call defects. Wait till we get just home. wait till you get home. That that through the <laughs> teeth, your lips don't move. Eyes cut to the side. Lecture. That every black parent knows how to give. I'm just trying to breathe, lady. But, That's okay. it. I just am trying here to live my young black ass life. Girl. To the best of my mm-hmm. young black ass mm-hmm. abilities. <laughs> Let me tell you. Ooh, well, I think we have covered we have. all the things. We have. This has been a tremendous walk down black ass memory <laughs> lane. I think that yes. we can flow into the weekend and go see Black Panther yes. and just live our best black ass and lives. To our millennial friends, if you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, holler at us. We will help you Google. Yes. <laughs> Google. Google's Google's the things. We'll put some of the other things that we mentioned in the show notes. Um, thank you again for all of the support. Check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud and Instagram yes. and Facebook and Twitters and the blog. And, and we will be back soon with some special really guests. Cool shit. Yes. Fun to stuff. round out Black History Month. But thank you again. I'm Bree. I'm Dee.
See you at the bar. Bye. Bye.